Listen, man, we are back again. It's your boy GQ in the building. And it is your boy Bug. What's going on, baby? I see you got a new little, you got a new, like, like you got a bunch of, like a breath of fresh air or something right now, bro. You look real refreshed. Let me tell you, I, I ain't even gonna, I ain't even gonna hold you. Today's probably been the longest day for me. Like real shit. Like to, I was telling uh, Jazz today, today's probably been the first day where I really had a twelve-hour day for work because I had a uh, I had a workshop slash conference in D.C. Right. So I had woke up. Obviously, the normal time. Then I got on the train. Then I had to catch an Uber to this place. And then after leaving, I had to get back on the train. Then the train was late. And then the train was this. Yo, whole bunch of fucking nonsense. <laughs> uh, it's been a long-ass day. Uh, but like I told the Uber driver, man, another day, another lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah, unfortunately. Every day is full of lessons. It fucking never stops. It's like one thing after another, bro. I swear. What's popping with you though, man? You just you, you fresh off the of AZ. I ain't even asked you. I was just gonna wait till you told me some of the good stuff today, man. Yeah. How was it? I was, that was your first time out there. How was AZ, man? First of all, it's hot as shit for one. Number two, like it was like almost unbearably un like it was like unbearable as fuck. Like every step I took, I just felt like I was getting hotter and hotter. Mm. And. uh Bro, but it was honestly, yo, it was probably one of the better trips I've ever had. Like, just as far as around, like, being with the guys. Um, it's been over three years, oh, well over three years since we all got a chance to really kick back and relax. You know what I mean? With me having kids and everybody traveling and shit like that. Uh, whether yeah. Playing ball and whatnot. So, yo, it was definitely well needed. Uh, I'm going to tell you one thing. Motherfucking Elon Musk need to work on that fucking Tesla battery more than anything. Bro, we fucking oh. almost the the bitch almost died on me. We went so we went we did like this whole excursion shit. So we did like a uh, like a lazy river, like yeah. out there, like out there in the sticks, like forty minutes from it's in Mesa, Arizona. It's okay. called Saltwater Salt Salt River or some shit like that. Shit was fucking fire. Four hours of just just chilling, kick back, had a music blasting, just laughing, carrying on, and whatnot. So I had 80 miles left in the bitch, right? It takes me 36 miles to get back to the crib, right? So for all my math people out there, I should have enough battery to get the fuck back to the crib. Correct. Yo, I get back to the car. Yo, there's like 38 miles left in the bitch. I don't know if the sun just baked it or something went fucking wrong. So, yo, it was like hell on earth for real at that point. Because then now it's like... Niggas weren't even trying to run the AC. I wasn't playing no music. I had the windows down. <laughs> I was doing everything. I couldn't, couldn't find a fucking, couldn't find a fucking supercharger to save my goddamn life. Like, yo, it was like, I was, it was bad. Two hours, like, damn near two hours later, we got back to the crib. Uh, but it was all, you know what I mean? Shit like that has to happen on vacations. But it was definitely a, uh, definitely an experience to definitely be going back. Uh, but bro, it was—it literally was it, it. It did its thing. It did it did what it was supposed to do. That's good. I be uh, I was I was telling people, you know, it's all kind of like trial and error with the whole battery situation. So I don't know if people are familiar with like the Apple Watch. Like when the Apple Watch first came out, one of the things that they were like, the issue was yo, the Apple Watch don't last long. Niggas was just like, yo, this shit doesn't last past five minutes. I mean, five hours. Uh, and then uh, gradually, they started upgrading that shit, upgrading that shit, upgrading that shit. Yeah. And now that shit's, you know, good. And I be telling people with the, the, people have to realize, like, with the Tesla, even though that shit's nice, it's, it's very affordable, it's efficient. That shit is really like the big monitor ass computer. It's like the first big ass computer, yeah. you know what I mean? So like to everyone, that's just like, oh, we got a yeah. we got a computer. But then as time goes on, look at that shit now, bro. This our computer right here, man. Like that's how efficient we are. This shit lasts twenty four hours, and it's this small. So I'll be telling them like, yo, even though I want a Tesla, I'm like, yo, in the next five years, the Teslas that they make, that shit is gonna be real. It's gonna be big. incredible. But I tell you what, right now, fuck that shit. 
<laughs> How much is gas up there right now, yo? Too fucking high. Um, shit, I just filled up yesterday. Today, yesterday, I be going to. It's so high. I go to BJ's now. Like, put it that way. Like, uh, niggas, was, dude, niggas was going to BJ's like when gas was like two fifty and it was hitting two eighty in the streets. Everybody was like, ah, like I'm yes. gonna go hit BJ's. Now it's like I was like cool with that. Like now it's like yo, like I, it took me the ugh, fuck. That was almost like five dollars a gallon. But you gotta think, I oh, live, wow. I live in the middle of nowhere. So it's like I, there's, there's no way in hell gas should be this fucking high. Like I put, I paid like sixty five dollars one time, like two not this this past time time before I paid sixty dollars this time around. It usually takes me like thirty five dollars. Yeah, yeah, that gas up here is too fucking dollars. high as well. Yeah, that's just high as shit. That shit right there by uh, the uh, fire station because moms live over there. So every time I drive like go out, I see that shit. Like bro, I don't know how y'all do it. But then again, it's like it's I, I live in California, so it doesn't really like affect me. Yo, so I asked Obi, I'm like, yo, what's the price out there? He's like, yo, damn there, seven dollars. That's just seven. That's just like seven oh seven, bro. It's in, in some parts of San Diego. I don't know. Hey, He's, he said where he at is at six twenty five, but I know there's places out there that seven. But I remember uh, statistics showed that like by August, everywhere would be by six dollars. <laughs> It's fucking, it's unbelievable, bro. It's literally unbelievable. Like, I hate, like, I mean, I don't mind. Like, granted, I, I have a company car, so I don't have to worry about, like, but I, I'll fill up every, like, every, like, week and a half, two weeks, just because I'm always going to the gym, going to work out. I'm doing things around town in my car. But, yo, know, if I had to drive, commute five days a week, yo, thick. Sickening, bro. I would never. You couldn't pay. I, there's. You gotta compensate me for that at this rate. I'm sorry. There's just. There's just no way. And I know that's not Yo, gonna happen, it, but it's just. You know, it's too fucking hard. It's funny, yo, man, because I be. I be really. I be thinking to myself, like, man, yo, like, if I was really on this social media thing, like, one of the memes I will make is like, damn, all y'all niggas wanted these luxury cars. Y'all niggas ain't driving them no more. <laughs> No, yo, before we get into this, I got to tell you, I saw someone on the news today, this, this fucking, um, was it, I think it was on the news I saw, this fucking uh, gas station manager got fired by fucking up the price on the premium gas, that shit was supposed to be like six ninety nine. he fucked up the decimal and that shit was like 69 cents and everyone was filling up, yo, they were out of like $16,000 or some crazy shit like that. So, big ups to whoever figured that point out, point out and told everybody you are the official fucking plug. Oh, it's you know, it's shit crazy, man. Um, but shit, man, holla at us. What what we on today, man? We on a lot. You know, we teach our kids to be, you know, law abiding citizens and do right by others. You know what I mean? But how does it work when you explain those situations to your child where? child might not be so giving you know like for instance and what aspect go ahead like i've always been taught that you know what i mean just you know what i mean give you know what i mean just giving your good, good type basically just some good karma shit right like always. whatever you put out use what you're gonna get return but a lot like of times be yeah exactly a lot of times more than times another, that shit doesn't work out. And for some kids, that shit's hard to accept. You know, like I do. I'm so friendly with these people. Like, why don't they? You know what I mean? They take take on to me. Uh, a firsthand experience. I went through a big thing. I, I went through the, a big, uh, big thing of that growing up. You know, like I've always won. I always made friends with everybody, but sometimes my personality is just not taken by those. You buy other people, you know what I mean? You know, some people mm -hmm. just may not fuck with it. And I always, always had, I had a problem with people not liking me. So, like, how could you explain a situation to your child? You know what I mean? Like, your child, say your child's not so much this age, but say if your child's like a teenager, you know what I mean? They're in high school, they're trying to fit in, trying to figure their way out in the society and shit. Tough. I feel like that's a tough conversation, man. But I feel like it's all, it's all about how you, uh, it's all about how you you raise them, right? Yeah. And people, and that's like that's like a, a broad statement, like yo, it's all about how you raise them, this, that, and the third. But I think really emphasizing, like, hey, there's people out there that are gonna be dickheads. 
speak complete, like that. Some, complete dickhead. You know what I mean? That's not going to like you. But you, uh, as an individual, as a Brown, as a Davis, yo, you got to treat people right no matter what. No matter what the next person doing, you got to have good character because that's just how society is. You know what I mean? There's going to be people out there that try to test you, try to do things on purpose. That's the thing that really kills me. There's people out there that would do things on purpose just for a reaction. Just to just get a fucking to, reaction. Just to get a reaction. Even yeah. though I do that sometimes with Jasmine. But I'm a dickhead. <laughs> I mean, I, don't even, I wouldn't even necessarily call you a dickhead because I would, I sometimes I push them. I push them. I put. I, I, I well, then I guess consider me one too, because I know some. I, Ashley and I both know there's sometimes we both just we do shit just to see what the, how the other one's gonna play. It's a, it's a game of chess at the end of the day. Yo, but the the thing about it is, there's people like when I do it, I'm just doing it for like a slight reaction, this and the third. But there's people out there that do it because they want to see you fuck up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's uh, you know just to jump off that topic a little bit, like coaches. Coaches will not play certain people for a reason. Just yo, just because like they just don't like them or that's just that's just how they are. And I'm like, yo, like you're really fucking with this person's like emotions, like everything. Like you're fucking with their confidence. But like just going back to where we were talking about, like kids and you know growing up, the thing that really hurts me or really makes me think is like you're growing up raising your kid teaching them to be right, but then also there's other kids out there that will do things purposely just to get a reaction out of you. For, mm -hmm. Not for the good, but for the bad. Like, really bad, just be like, I want to see them fuck up. I want to see them do bad. I'm like... And that shit naturally transitions into, like, adulthood, which is the scariest shit. And it gets, like, it gets more and more intense as they get older, you know what I mean? Because now we do... Yeah, I want you to fuck up because I, I want to embarrass you in front of our, in front of our ninth grade class. But motherfuckers, when you get turned to adults, motherfuckers be trying to fuck you over financially. They'll be trying, they'll be fucking, they be blocking the blessings real quick. You know what I mean? Like they always try to find a way because you always, and you know, it goes back to when you, when you had those conversations with your kids. Like you're, you're not gonna be liked by everybody, of course. Uh, and when you're at that level, and it's so cliche to say, but when you're at that level of like where people really fuck with you, and you know you you got a general grasp on who you're around, um, mm -hmm. and everyone gravitates towards you, there's always gonna be a few people that want to see you fail, or even actually the ones that the the scariest ones are the ones that get close to you, and you let them close, and then they 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 pull that shit off. That's the worst, bro. Um, but yeah, nah, that's definitely something you gotta teach them how to watch out for shit like that. Of course, at at that high school, especially high school is the worst because that's when it, it really it really kicks in. Like middle school, uh, elementary school, never. But high school is like. Let me let let me ask you this because I don't want to get too. You know what? Keep on going, keep on going. What you're saying because I don't want I don't want this to get too off topic because I was just thinking about something, but. Keep on going. I'm 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 trying. I'm gonna hold on to it and say it after you say whatever you got to say. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying you know, this. This conversation is a little geared more off, more towards the the parents who are dealing with teenagers. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. really when it happens. Like elementary school, it's really it's 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 so innocent at that age. Like oh, you take my toy, I take your toy. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? These two, my two little knuckleheads running around here, they don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? At, at a toddler age, like. That shit really matters when it starts to like affecting like bigger picture things like colleges and grades in school and the falling into the wrong crowds, especially like that's a huge one. Um, there's many instances, you know what I mean, where your kids can even if your kids are the most genuine person and you know they're a good kid, they fuck around might get caught up in the wrong crowd just act on accident, innocently. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's a very fine line to walk. Um, one thing I was thinking about was like, you know how people are stubborn, like when they're saying, you know, when they're adults or they're hard headed or they're bad communicators or they're this or they're racist or this and a third. Uh, just that like, 
that was instilled in them or it was developed at a young age, right? Or right. whenever the kids, teenager, this, that, and the third. And just to think, man, like that shit really stuck with them all the way through their fucking life. And I was just thinking at like, what point do you think is the youngest where people start to develop certain things that's like really their character growing up? Yo, it is funny you bring that up because uh, I was... <laughs> Fucking Kyrie, I was bought, I was just stumbled upon this video. He was talking about uh, racism. He was like, "Ain't it funny how racism really doesn't start until you get to like I can't remember the age could be said, but like it doesn't matter up until like you're like five or six or something like that when you really learn who to like and who to dislike." It was like it, it's just weird that like how people how crazy racism is taught to people. To not like a certain demographic of people or a certain person because of the way you know what I mean. Like, it's all like conditional behaviors at the end of the day. You know what I mean? It's nothing that we're born with. It's just like, hey, fuck it, I don't like black people or fuck it, I don't like white people. It's you growing up around them. <laughs> you, you get me? You get where I'm going? I ain't gonna put I think fucking Google gonna, Google gonna censor me again for some shit I'll say because you know today and age is very sensitive, but. You know what I mean? Like you, you already start to you, you put yourself in around those situations and those auras and those vibes, and it just like it's, it becomes you at some point. I think uh, that age around that five or six, I think, and this is just my opinion. I believe that kind of is the age because that's the age where individuals or kids start to go to school, right? They start. That's when you right. start kindergarten, you start mm -hmm. first grade or whatever. So you're more exposed to other kids on a natural basis. You're normally seeing different race all the time. And then what's crazy is uh, because you're conditioned at home not to like this race, all it has to do or all that has to happen is for that race to do one thing you don't like at school. One fucking thing and that's it yeah it, it, it it's it's already written in stone like that motherfucker like fucking has fucking the new shoe or the new something or something that you don't you know you just don't like it and then all of a sudden it's like you know what i really fucking don't like white people i don't like asians I don't and you like know what blacks. the crazy shit about it is it, it starts like that but then it gets what really how it really gets ingrained is when like your parents say, say like you're at it's like a one type situation. But like say you're at like a, a parent, like a school parent teacher conference, not a parent teacher conference, but whatever that shit is where they bring it orientation, whatever. And you find your buddy, you, you, your buddy, you, you black, your buddy white. And then now you talking and then now both of y'all parents are having a fucking standoff because they know what time it is. You know what I mean? And you like, what the fuck's going on? And then, then they start explaining it to you like, oh, well, we don't like their kind or this, that, and a third. Like, that's some fucked up shit to see. Like, as a child, you don't really know what's going on. But it's just like, as an adult looking at it, it's like, yo, what the, like, just let your kid be a kid, bro. Like, at the end of the day, like, let them choose, let them be them, you know, regardless of let where me, you come from. Let, let me ask you this, and this is a scenario I used to always ask, but now that we have kids, you know, I want to ask at, at this aspect. You, you, Bo or Cassidy is, is dating a different race, and uh, he goes over, you know, the other, the other boyfriend or girlfriend's house, and they're around their family, and they hear their family say nigger, right? They're not black, they're another race. They say nigger, nigger, whatever, the E-R-A. Uh, he comes back and he tells you. He's like, yeah, yo, Pops, like, uncle or sister was saying nigger. Like, they were joking around like, yeah. You know, they weren't talking about me, but they, I heard him say, I heard him say, you know, the N-word. What is, what is the approach and what, what are we doing right now? What are we thinking? What are we saying? So in the, in the heat of the moment, I'm tight. Like I'm just gonna be off the cuff, like, cause I already know at this point in my mind, <laughs> immediately, immediately I'm off the cuff. Cause now in my mind, now if you feel that way about other people, other African Americans, then why the fuck is my son in your house, right? Or my daughter's in your house? Cause now this shit started to smell like a setup. But that's just the way my mind works. 
So we gotta have okay. I gotta have a conversation. You get me? Like we're, I'm gonna have, we gonna figure we gonna get to the bottom of this, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna sit down with their parents. I'm gonna sit down with the parents, and we're we're and with without the kids in the room because there's there's gonna be a lot of tough like words one, not necessarily curse words or anything like that, but it's gonna be some tough language that's gonna be used when we discuss like okay, so if you feel this way about my son's ethnicity. Then why is my son in your house? That's gonna be my number one question. Because now I'm now I'm really thinking oh, this is a setup. Like it's immediately a setup. You know, like it, you just can't put shit past nobody. So that one red flag is that he, that he heard it. He's at a. It's he or she. Remember, it's he, he or, she. or she. I don't give a fuck who it is. He, she, whoever it is. I don't give a fuck. All I'm saying is they heard it at a, another racist house. But they're cool with my child being there, and I have a problem with that. I got a big problem with that. Because then why is my child at your house if you feel this way about where they come from? Okay. Okay. Because uh, one thing I wanted to, uh, the reason why I wanted to throw out the he or she is because when it's a son, it's, sometimes people always think it's a setup because of get out and because of other things. Oh. But people don't really talk about it from a girl standpoint, too, that shit's right? It's a setup fucking regardless. I don't care who it is. Either one of them is a fucking setup. I don't care. If I find it just, and that just goes for any, like, any minority. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want, like, that's just like, it's just like my child going over to someone's house and they're using they're calling Hispanics beaners and spicks and shit like that, right? Even though my child they have this much Hispanic in them, it's really not it's nothing to us. But at the end of the day, like, why are you using this type of language around my child, right? About anybody, any minority, you know what I mean? I don't care if you're black. That's just like that's just like say if we had a. Uh, say Bo's girlfriend was white and they came over here and I started calling them crackers and honkies and all this other stuff like that'd be some crazy shit they say like out loud even with their mom being like white you get me that's just so, so much so, to say so we know so I think this is the thing so we know we know saying it saying it direct that's the issue right but what I'm saying is we're in a family environment and other people are saying it within that's, the family I get that that's no that the issue is not that they're saying it about other people the issue that's part of the issue the totality yeah. of the issue is the fact that you're saying it about other people and number two my child's in front of you and you're saying it out loud whether it's your uncle whether it's your 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 fucking brother whether it's your sister whether it's your mother or your father your aunt grandmother i don't give a fuck who it is in your family it's the fact that you're saying it one about a demographic, but two, you're saying it in front of my child who is also of part of a minority. You know what I mean? Let's just keep it a bean. America sees me as African American, even though I'm biracial. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the way it is. Every time I go somewhere, I can stare at it because they, one, I'm fucking tall. Two, they try to figure out what the fuck I am. You know what I mean? That's just the way it's been my whole life. And with these two, it's going to be the same exact thing because they're full of shit themselves as far as like ethnicities and races and shit like that. So, why, what, what prefaces you to feel comfortable to say it around my child? And the other part of the problem is, why is my child around you if you feel this way about a certain group of people? I feel, let me, uh, one thing that made me think about this, do you think black, because, you know, we're black parents, do you feel like we hold the same accountability for how we speak about other races? And the reason I say that is because I know for me, I say racial slurs. I know that. I can say that for a fact. Am I racist? No, I'm not racist. Uh, Jasmine is the first black girl I've brought home. <laughs> so I'm not racist, yeah. but I know myself, right? And I know other black parents, and I know other black parents that say racial slurs around their kids, right? But it's not, it's not, it's not into that light where it's like, yo, why is Shane and his family saying that? Because it should be that way. It sh we should be we should be held accountable the same way we're holding other racists accountable for saying the N word or saying speak the same. But we don't. I know we don't. We don't. I know because you're gonna get me into a whole can of worms and the whole fucking populace is gonna hate me, bro. Because it just doesn't. Just, it doesn't keep, add up keep to me. It light, keep it light, but it's crazy keep because it as black parents, we don't, yo. 
Like I know, I know maybe down the road, I will say a racial slur about another race. I know I will because that's me and I should be held accountable of Shane Pops. Why are you saying that? Yeah. Because why, why are you saying that? We just keep it, keep, keep it. We're going to keep it feathery with this one because it just, it, that shit kills me. That shit kills me, bro. But God forbid somebody fucking dropped the biggest motherfucking N word in the world with the ER at the end. Oh, we gotta go shoot some fucking body. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, bro, like, it don't gotta be, it don't gotta be all that. Like, I feel like as a, as a, just as a, as a human race, as a society, it just should always be just kind of how I broke it down. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want my child to be put in that predicament. I wouldn't want somebody else's child to come in my house and hear me talking crazy. You know what I mean? Because then that also says a lot about what the, what the hell I'm raising my child in. And it goes back to the conditioning of like how we brought up, like how we bring them up. You know what I mean? And oh, well, our child thinks it's okay. Uh, hey, fucking da 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 da. No, no, but you cool though. Don't worry about. It. But it's everybody else. Like that's just the fucking. It's the dumbest thing, bro. It's the craziest shit, and it's the cra- It's the crazy. It's so crazy to me. Like just be just civil with it. Like you got somebody's kid with you. You know what I mean? Like. Your household is your temple. Your household is your sacred place. You know what I mean? There's not, uh, unfortunately, in the world right now, there's not too many sacred places left. Until these motherfucking houses start getting ran up in, God forbid they do. This is about the only sacred place you got. So this sets the tone for how the people who live here are seen by the world. You know what I mean? How they're seen by other individuals. How they carry themselves. How they talk. How they speak. You know what I mean? And yeah. Not cussing every five seconds like, like Bug does, cause Bug, but Bug also knows how to carry himself. You know what I mean? The the way I talk on the podcast, where I talk to my friends, is not how I'm going to be talking in the corporate world. You know why? Cause the corporate world sees me a certain way. They sees me as as African American. They see me because of my size, and I come off. I look kind of intimidating. But at the end of the day, when you have a conversation with me, I always got a smile on my face when you see me. I'm always. You know what I mean? Trying to bust a move. It's just it, you laughing, but it's just the, it's the truth. No, I'm laughing because this goes back to what we were talking about when I was down at the beach. You and being able to control and basically shape the way you want to communicate and tolerate things, right? Because what I was saying is, uh, you know, about like having a disagreement with your boss and having a disagreement at home. Some people are like, yo, I can't talk about this right now. Let me think about stuff. But at work, you're able to condition yourself to be like, all right, this is what goes on this day and the third and not really get heated. The same thing, you know, right now what you're saying is like, yo, when I'm at home, I can say this day and the third, but when I'm at work, I can condition myself to be like, yeah, my name is Lawrence Davis. How are you doing today? Okay, all right. When you're at home, you're shooting the shits. <laughs> and, and, so, and that just probably goes back to that. It goes back to that too. It's just like you I just you know I know how to like today. I went to a I went to a training, and you think I was at my training talking how I was talking how I was talking how I'm talking right now? Probably not because I probably wouldn't have a job. <laughs> you feel me? Like it's just simple as that. You know what I mean? Those people who are able to survive those minorities who are able to survive in America who can split their, their I don't even want to call it splitting your personality because now it's making it seem like we're like crazy people but the fact that they condition themselves to certain situations yo that shit's a true talent bro like it's very hard play to the do. role you gotta play the play role play the role some people don't want to play the role <laughs> fuck that I'm 100 no I'm staying true to myself okay you're a sellout not really <laughs> You feel Have me? You like, seen, uh, there's a movie about that. The dude from uh, I'm about to tell you right now, uh, Lakeith uh, Stanfield. Yeah, it's called um, what the fuck's the name? It's called Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to yep. Bother You. Yep. That's what it's called. And he he he's he's a black person, a black guy, and he works at a telemarketing joint. And when he gets on the phone, the motherfucker sound white is hell. But see, it's why is it even why, why is it even sounding white as hell? Why can't it just be sounding professional? See, I, to me, to me, I I think it's uh, sounding proper because but, people still ask me to this day. They're like, "Yo, why do you speak so 
Like, why do you speak white sometimes? Or like, why do you speak proper? What the fuck and is just like, what the fuck is speaking like, white? Like, speaking proper, <laughs> being fucking professional, being able to say, "Hey, how you doing?" Get the fuck out, like, mm, boy, yeah. you go fucking, you gonna set me off? You gonna set? Me I off. I remember, I I still get that to the day. Like, even on the phone, people would not written the people like, "Yo, I never thought it was you." I don't oh. think, but it's probably because of how we were brought up, right? We were That's brought up, true. we weren't brought up in the city or in the South. We were brought up around. But there's good some people, people, there's some people in the city, there's a big group of, of people from the city that, 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 that do it and have done it, you know, like it okay, just, yeah. it ain't, it ain't like you gotta, it's not, it's just, you know, bro, I've been, so my job now, I've got hired during the pandemic. I was behind a computer for two years. The people that I see today, they look at when I see them in person, they just eyes and their jaw just drop because they never see me. One, they only see me from the shoulders up because they don't see because I'm standing up. Obviously, I'm on fucking teams. But two, when I'm in person, like, oh, my God, you're much bigger than I thought. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. You know, they, they, they're just like so shocked. And I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, yeah, keep yeah. running sales. Not, like, yeah, you know, it's true because uh, when I when I. First saw the individual, the same thing for me too. When I started my new job, I just started seeing these people and I'm like, wow, y'all motherfuckers are tiny as hell. <laughs> like, y'all are tiny. Y'all tiny as hell, girl. Like, this small. And uh, I just saw one of the dudes for the first time on my team at uh, the workshop I was. And he was probably the tallest guy, I think, on the team. And it's just like, yo, it's just, it's just like you said, like to everyone, they see you on the screen. Cause like, to me, everyone, I feel like everyone looks bigger than what they are when I see them, when I see them in person on the screen. And then when I see them in person, they're like small as hell. I'm like, well, God damn it. But they, but they, but they got that six, eight energy on them emails though. They be firing off them emails talking crazy. Like I just, uh, this one lady came over, she used to always give me all this attitude, but she came over to my desk because she wanted to meet me. And uh, it's oh, just funny, oh, like, actually. Huh? That shit shifted real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, Shane, just wanted to come by and see you. I know I'm always giving you problems and this type of third. Because duh, motherfucker, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just funny, man. But it's just, I, it feels good to like just see these people and just interact with them. I think that's the biggest thing, man. Oh, yeah. Just, And this isn't a, and don't get it twisted, this isn't something you learn overnight. This is something by putting yourself in those situations where you have to correct yourself or come off off correct. It ain't much, ain't nahs and yos and yes, more so yes. Hi, how you doing? Is there anything I could do for you today? Per my last email. Shit like that. (laughs) One of the things I'm working on right now is saying not saying hey guys i got criticized for saying of course, that and of course it of killed course it killed me we were in a briefing we was in a briefing and it was my time up and you know i always start off with, hey guys what's going on uh, i hope everyone had a good day you know just yeah. just lighten the mood in yeah. the mood right and one of my my managers, uh, she told my other boss, like, you know, Shane did a good job, but the hey guys, he's got to cut it. <laughs> and I'm I'm telling Jasmine, like, yo, she definitely they really got me on hey guys. She yo, definitely like, she definitely has pronouns in her signature. She her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> her, her. What is she, it? Her and she. Kill me. She's one of those. She's definitely one of those. Because who the, yo, what? Like, I mean, okay, okay, to some people, it probably doesn't sound professional, whatever, but bro, those people who think that definitely have pronouns in their signature in their emails, I'm convinced. (sighs) What what, what are we off with next, man? I don't know, bro. I kind of like this. I kind of like where we was at, but (laughs) but we're going to get off it because it. Uh, we're gonna send America going through the bunch right now, and I don't want to be a part of it. I just want to keep us where we at, right over here. Uh, but uh, what about oh, uh, you touch on the uh, the joint you sent from uh, the the uh, the Breakfast Club vulnerability. Oh yeah, being vulnerable. No, we touch about it all the time. Um, or just I guess for. Just, I guess, for the the listeners, just elaborate on 
what I guess what you're referencing to. There's a um, interview with the Pivot. Shout out Channing Crowder, uh, Ryan Clark, and uh, Freddie T. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were talking about how just to teach our sons and and whatnot and how to be vulnerable. To put we how do we as men we have to put ourselves in vulnerable situations to show that to show our children that we necessarily don't have to be tough all the time. You know what I mean? As far as like just keeping that, that arm up. You know, we we talk about it all the time. But I, I thought I, I found it real touching to me because for coming from those guys as football players, like those guys have to have. They're tough twenty four seven, and I think even in and on that. yeah, and even in that interview, Chad Crowder was like, "Yo, my I, I my job every day is to wake up and knock somebody's head the fuck off, and be cool with it, and go home and be a father." And you know what I mean? And that's why he was talking about how football players always have the highest domestic uh, abuse fucking cases because they always because they don't know how to turn that switch off. And that shit really touched me. It was like, especially yeah. as a father, I think kids naturally I'm not going to say I think kids do because there's some domestic situations with football players I, mean, I ain't played football growing up or anything like that but I know there's, some probably, there's probably some domestic situations that happen with kids in the house unfortunately um, I feel sorry for those kids that have to see that but I think that kind of gives you a your breaking point where you have to cut that switch off and you have to really just sit back and digest uh, your day and, and leave everything on the field regardless not just everything you got as far as physically, but just more so of like the attitude, the temperament. Because when you come home, your kids don't know nothing. They don't. They don't know about that shit. They just know that you're Yo, professional. That's, that's so tough, right? And I feel like we touched on a little bit about that or that aspect as a man. But yo, you got to think about this. You have been doing this all your life right? All your life. And because your your life has changed because now you have a kid, you have a family, that aspect of you having a family and a kid, your involvement in that is so much smaller than playing football every day, my G. You feel me? Like, it's the same thing with going home at work. Like, say, for example, Forget COVID. If we went into the office every single day, us being parents is such a small, small scale on our life that going to work is way more time absorbing. Like we will only be parents from when we got home until bedtime and on Saturdays and Sundays. So going to work is like, that's majority of our time. And for those guys, especially at a young age, because you got to remember most of the football players, their average years are playing football is between 22 to 27 years old. God damn it, motherfuckers ain't even really mature about then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, I really like, I really, I really like, I'm not trying to say I make excuses for men, but I really understand sometimes of how some of them act the way they do in some of the situations they are because number one like it's difficult being a man right two it's difficult being a black man three it's difficult being a father a father you know what i mean especially for some of these guys uh to me i feel like it's destiny for them to be celebrities and be football players because of the background they came up from a lot of these people they came from poverty and and bad backgrounds and bad neighborhoods and bad families so they really don't have that upbringing and then four like yo that'll it's also hard to be a good uh partner and it's so much temptation and and you not necessarily seeing a, a good foundation growing up all the time you probably only see it on instagram yo that shit is fucking a lot for a young man, it's it's a lot, bro. It's a lot, man. And I feel like, yo, we... Damn, man. I'm not saying we got to get them excuses because some motherfuckers like, man, fuck that. They got to they gotta figure that on their own. But, yo, just think about it, man. You're a millionaire and you're trying to basically be as mature as you can and 
be all of this in one and be goody two shoe and be the best dad and all that. Yo, that shit gets thrown out the window. It's it's only so much you can handle. Sometimes. You know what the NFL yeah. should probably offer? I don't know if they do or if they don't. They probably should like offer. I mean, I'm not gonna call it because they probably offer like counseling and like therapy and shit like that, right? I get that. I they I would assume they would. If they don't, they're a savage fucking industry. But they should offer, also offer a trans transition. Uh, I wouldn't call it necessarily like a transition coach because it sounds like it's more of a like. Kind you're of saying like, basically like therapy to them kind about of like some type of like a guidance not necessarily therapy just like a like a like life a coach like a like a huh yeah a life coach something like that to where they can kind of just talk about like talk to these individuals whether it's on a group basis or you know what i mean or individual level to those players who are maybe who are looking to have kids because not every Every like you know what I mean. The, those players who are single that just love playing football and they're able, they're out here living on yachts, doing shit like that. Cool, but like those players who are like really thinking about settling down. One, those those group of individuals. Two, um, those individuals who settle down and married who are thinking about having kids. Uh, you know what I mean? Or those who are you know what I mean? Those who are just trying to keep that trend like they're transitioning into the relationship part of their life. You know what I mean? Whether it be find somebody else. You know what I mean? Like they, I feel like the NFL should like offer a pro, like a a a person or personnel to talk to these kids, talk to these these men to, to to talk about how to to talk to them through the the turning off that switch and when to turn it on. Kind of like a mentorship, but more so a transitional, like transitional wave, because it's kind because of, you got to transition from being aggressive to uh, to uh, going home. You know what I mean? Like you, you carry you carry a lot of your frustrations probably from maybe you had a bad day at playing uh, playing on the field to bringing it home. Like how to ease that tension because you got to be very aggressive to play that sport. It ain't like basketball. Like hey, if you have a bad game, you don't come home. You and me, like, listen, I don't want to really want to talk. Like, you're not going to be on some, like, oh, I'm ready to fucking knock your head off. You know what I mean? Because that's, you're just, you not, you, you, you played this sport up until you're 23, right? At this point, right? So you get drafted. You were playing this aggressive ass sport all your life until this point. And also, mental health, you know, mental health checks and shit like that obviously play a role into it. But I think definitely like a transition coach of like some sort, uh, per, per, transition personnel rather. To reach out to these teams and to those players who are looking to, you know what I mean, get into that that fatherhood uh, p- portion of their life, um, and how to turn that switch on and off. I want to find that out. I got to find that out. Okay. We can ask. Uh, I could probably ask. Uh, Campanero. Definitely should. Definitely they have stuff like that. That's like a, it's, it's, it's a real that, thing. Bro. Yeah, he works for the Ravens. You know what I mean? Like we don't. That's the one he thing played, about it. We were very, we were very, very well connected in every fucking sports league. Don't worry about it. We got names to drop. We ain't gonna do all that. But yeah, we should. You know what I mean? Reach out to like, reach out and see. Uh, shout out to Matt. He just got married. Like, yeah, that's rest meet the Robinson. Yeah, shout out to man, man. He just got married. Yeah, yeah, too, he really man. did his thing, though. He, I, I, I remember watching him yeah, growing up, but then really, like, getting a chance to, like, somewhat know him playing basketball and things of that nature and watching him go to the NFL, then going to college and coaching the college. And now he's part of the Ravens staff. That shit is pretty dope to see. Um, but we definitely should we definitely should reach out to him about that because that's, I think that's something that's really key in. Maybe some players might even and on the on the adverse is like, well, how many players will it just kind of goes back to I'm the vulnerability some. spot? Like, how do play some players not even gonna want to do that shit because he's like, fuck, oh, he's soft, he's fucking, he's a loser, he's he's a he's gonna suck, you know what I mean? But maybe it ain't, maybe there, all it takes is exactly. one one big name to just say, hey, fuck it, I'm going yeah. in, and you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, well, that motherfucker had. 2200 yards last season <laughs> you know what i mean like 
he's nice, but you know what I mean? Just as far as that aggression level and things of that nature within that within that um brotherhood of the NFL. I, I definitely will. I'm going to reach out to him and, and touch on that. One thing I wanted to also talk about, too, man, uh, before we wrap up or whatever, I wanted to talk about uh, seeing another kid yeah. okay. be Go mean ahead. to your kid. And the reason I said that is because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reason why... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. It's called Circle of Life. <laughs> Uh, I, me and Nova had went to the uh, the playground. Man, shout out to Nova, man. Nova be talking my ear off. And everyone always says, they're like, yo, you rather have them talking than not talking. Like, when they're not wow. talking, that's an issue. So, shout out to Nova, man. That girl is something else, man. Like, she really something else. But we get to the, we get to the playground, and Nova, like, one thing about Nova is she, in the beginning, timid. With around adults, she's kind of like standoffish a little bit, right? She's like, I don't really know you like that, you know what I mean? And then after a while, she warms up. But one thing I notice about her when she's by herself and other kids around, she is locked in and she's waiting for them to, you know, approach her or she'll start following them or she just wants to play with them. So it isn't one little boy... Uh, there and he's playing around and Nova's chasing him and he's trying to get down the slide before her is then the third and they're playing around and all this shit and then finally they get to yeah. start playing with shit, I guess like this X X and O X yeah. and the no game they you got fucking up bro he's like fucking, spinning we talking basketball right now we talking about being at a playground Tic tac toe, god damn it! Uh, <laughs> I tell you, I be killing myself sometimes. This motherfucker just said X's and O's game, <laughs> nigga. This shit is called tic tac toe. They start, <laughs> they start twisting, they start twisting this shit around. And my and the dude, little homie, say, nah, this <laughs> this mine. So Nova try to touch the next one. He like, nah, this shit mine too. He, I say. He like, nah, like, this, all of them are mine. And, you know, Nova turns around. She looks at me. I'm like, you know, he, you know, you got to share. And it's funny because of that situation, yeah. I don't know if you ever talk to another kid, like, you got to share. But I, because kids, kids don't like, my (laughs) only only kids don't like being around me and my kids, honestly. So when I, when I got to get involved in this story, but the fact that, like, parents first, like reaction to their child is oh no worries he just doesn't want to share right now like it's always like to soften the blow a little bit because they 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 pride is hurt low key yeah. so what do you and say do you say something to him or do you say to something watch to that and that's the first time i i just watched that and i'm Yo, his parents were nowhere to be found, but I don't think it was oh, a situation yeah. where it was okay. that serious for me to reach out to the parents. That's just a kid being a kid. You know what I mean? Like, the same shit Nova probably, like, even Nova had came home and she's like, I was, I I pushed uh, Gemma today. And, you know, no, and uh, Jasmine was like, you can't do that. Like, you have to be nice from now yeah. on. Now, every day, I guess what like, me is different because I don't get those today. stories. All like, that shit happens just here. Just kids being kids, you know what I mean? Like, and, all this shit that happens here. So, like, this is a fucking battle. Like, this very fucking room is battle royale. Like, there's a gate over here. Like, we be enclosing this motherfucker. And I be letting them go at each other. Uh, just so, you know what I mean? Just on some brother and sister shit. But it's like, it's kind of getting like to a point where the stuff that's happening here is translating out there. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to chill. So I got to stop, start monitoring this zone a little better. Um, but yeah, I wish they would come home and tell me stories like that. But I just see it all day. Yeah, man. Like, it's just. It's just it, it and was, you know it was damn well that's not what you wanted to do. Like, know, hey, I know exactly you know, what you wanted to do. You gotta share. <laughs> like yeah, you know, you gotta share, and I'm telling over like yeah, you know, it's okay. You know, let's just 
go run over here. That nigga, he starts seeing overrun. He start running in front of her like, nah, this bitch ain't about to beat me. Like, <laughs> it's funny, yo, because, you know, I've watched so many kids. Yeah. And so many kids are, are on a different scale, right? There's some kids that are like, they're down here, right? They're, they're kind of socially awkward. And then you have some kids that are like, they're not socially awkward, but they're looking to elevate themselves. And then you have some kids that are like, they're right above the surface. And then you have the top kids where they just know everything. They're like, they just, they adapt to everything. They're like, yeah. oh, this, this nigga's trying to take my shit. That shit's not about to go down. Like, I know how to yeah. take away from, I know how to take something away from somebody, you know, or I know how to jump in front of somebody or I know how to take something or do something that normal kids should know how to do, but because of the whole pandemic yeah, and this I'm and the third, they're not I'm really, you know, understanding that, but... Both, I'm at both ends, because like Cassie's at that point where she's, like, she's following other kids. Like, she's, like, it's the weirdest shit ever. Like, she'll follow a group of girls around, won't say a word, won't do anything. Granted, she really just started talking and shit. Like, she really is, like, having, like, in-depth conversations now, like everything's like it's a dialogue you know what i mean ask her something she gives you answer you respond she responds back to that like it's starting to get to that point so i know it's going to change but before she used to just be very like like i said just follow kids around and then she would not say a word she'll just stand there and just stare at people and shit this would be the weirdest thing ever some girls would take to it some girls wouldn't like uh last time i went to the park there was a girl i think actually told me she took her doll or some shit like that she took old girl's doll and was running around the park with it, <laughs> and the girl was chasing her. I wouldn't say that. I'm, I'm, I want to say that's not true, but I hope it kind of was because that's some funny shit. Um, but then I have another kid. I have, on another spectrum, I have Bo. Right, Bo has he's a very sensory kid, so like lot loud noises, um, any type of uh, sharp movements, anything of that nature, things that catch you off guard. He's very sensitive and shit like that. Uh, so when he comes to other kids who are loud and rambunctious, even though that, that boy is loud, I thought he was the loudest kid. Some of these kids is way louder than him, but when he gets around that environment, it's like he's a whole different kid. Like he don't, he don't, he he avoids them, but he doesn't avoid them. Like he'll play around with them, but then he'll just slowly like he'll like go do some other shit real quick and then come back. Or he has to have your full trust in order for him to play with you. So. Um, I definitely get to see both ends here. Uh, one thing I've noticed so far is that they do the, you know, kids cutting the line and shit. Like, I watch Cassie, like, Debo, a couple kids out of their spot. But it's because she has to defend for herself at home because her brother is the, is the front row. Like, he always has to be the center of attention. So she has to, she always has to naturally feel like she has to move somebody out the way to get where she has to go. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing, but it's just the correct way of going about it. You know what I mean? You don't want her to grow up and just be just deboing little kids, little girls just flying all over the place because she needs to get to where she needs to go. Um, but I definitely, I, I, I like it. But yeah, yo, I was uh, at uh, lunch the other day. I was talking to another dad. And we were talking about how fast time flies and like <clears throat> how quickly our kids grow up. And I made, he has a set of twins. Um, they're boys. I think they're 15. Um, and I told him I had a set of twins previously earlier in the conversation, whatever. So we were just on that type of vibe. And, and I was like, yeah, it's crazy how, uh, how fast they grow up. It's like they grow up and then they leave. And then it's like they just on their own. Like they make their own decisions and shit like that. And he was like, yeah, he was like, actually, he's like, we should probably stop talking about this because you're kind of about to bring a tear to my eye. I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute, what? But then I thought about it, I was like, it's really a valid statement, you know what I mean? We put our time and energy into them and then they just disappear. Like yeah. me, like that empty nest feeling shit is, that shit is uh, hard for some parents. I'm telling you, man, it's it's crazy because we can't, we, 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 we don't really... We can't see it right now. We obviously we've been in that 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 position because we've been the bird in the cage, and then we fly out, you know, and we're on our own now, creating our own families. But yo, that day is gonna be sad. Yo, shout out to the pivot again. I was watching the episode today with Gary V, uh, and he was talking about uh, talking about his mother, and. Yeah, we're just talking about like fulfillments in life and like what the like what is your cap? You know what I mean? Like we're always gonna keep grinding, but like honestly, what is your cap of like where you where your dream stops? Not drop stops, but you know what I mean. And he was like, uh, 
he has it's him. He has two other siblings. Gary Gary V has a sister that are three years apart, and then you have a younger brother who's eleven years younger than Gary. And he said that uh, his mom was just she just you could tell her dream was just to be a mom and do motherly things and you know what I mean and live that lifestyle like that twenty four seven parent role you know what I mean like just really giving her all into it. And he said yeah. that once his younger brother moved out, um, he just saw the like the like her whole mood change like she just became really sad nothing could cheer her up he was like i was doing everything i could to keep her happy or try to make her happy but you could just see and he said i had to take a step back and really look at that maybe this was what her calling was just to be this tre- tremendous mom and bend over backwards for her kids and give them everything teaching the most valuable lessons when it comes to people and how to conduct yourself in the world to now she hasn't there's no one left you know what i mean everyone's gone so it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy world. It's a crazy way of life. It's a crazy thing. It's just life is just fucking wild. You know what I mean? Circle like, of life, man. It's a circle of life and we and who knows and who what's on the other side. You know what I mean? Like it's just you just don't know. You just it's very weird to think of something that think of life as something you don't have no answers to. You just kind of figure it out. You go through your whole life and everyone gives you these answers. And then you get to a point where you don't have to answer to nobody. And now it's like, that's when you really figure out. Now you got to fall back on your morals when it comes to maybe those conversations you and your dad had at six, seven, when it came to being talking about being selfish to other people and be how, what, why you shouldn't be rude and why you should be giving everybody your respect until they do something. You know what I mean? Until they go left on you to, um, why you should treat everyone the same equality and just all those deeper topics that you really don't get into until like you're older until you really kind of able to sit at the table and, and digest that stuff. Uh, that's when you really fall back on your morals. And then it just circles back through again. You have kids, you do the same thing. When I growing up, it just all goes back to everything. Anything that we ever talked about all starts from upbringing. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. So, Listen, guys, when you guys listen to this, it would have been Father's Day. So shout out to all my fathers, my father figures, all the uncles, big brothers, everybody out there, man, that plays a big role in basically being an advocate, a mentor towards uh, children. You know what I mean? Don't let no one tell y'all different, man. You know? For sure. Uh, so shout out to y'all, man. Much love to y'all. Hopefully, you know, you guys get to enjoy the day and just relax and do what you got to do. It'll be June 19th also. So it'll be a holiday. Hopefully y'all motherfuckers will be off on Monday like I will. So I'm going to be out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck. I was about to say something DMX would say, but nah. I'm going to not... <laughs> We're not trying to be there. Please, God forbid. We're, in, we're ending the episode. We're not fucking starting this shit one. And this is not the type of time we need right now. God rest the day. That's the homie. That's not what we need right now. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But yeah, no, nah, for sure. Definitely. Uh, happy Father's Day to all those tremendous men out there. Uh, remember, being a father doesn't, doesn't mean blood. Being a father means through actions, through showing charisma and all those tough moments to really mentoring and molding young minds. Uh, so uh, enjoy your day, Kings. I know I'm going to enjoy mine. My, my mom's coming up this weekend, so this is my first Father's Day uh, with my mom. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, but I'm definitely going to chill Sunday, hopefully kick my feet up. Probably not, but. I'm always involved. Anything, I'm always involved in some shit. But make sure you guys uh, take the day to yourself. Reflect on the past year since the last Father's Day. What you could do better. What you've done great. And you know what I mean? And, and keep it pulled forward. And hopefully y'all get the shirts. We about to do that Father's Day special. Oh. But like I said, by the time, oh. by the time y'all hear this. Yeah, it's going to be a little too late. But listen, hit us up. Diaper Dad's Podcast. We're on IG with Brooke. 
yo, we're on fucking TikTok now, so it's about to get crazy. Um, we, we ramping up the we ramping up the processes. Spotify, catch us there. YouTube, definitely see our beautiful faces, and we see you there every week, every Wednesday, nine a.m. We drop an episode. You drop the audio. Apple Podcast, Spotify, catches our visuals on YouTube, and then you know, of course, we got the pictures. Also, uh, that's probably too much. We're not gonna get to it. But me and GQ are gonna link up. We gotta do a, a in person episode, but we'll talk about that later. Catch you guys next week. We love y'all. Peace. Peace.